Hello, and welcome back to the second half of this third season of Against the Grain. I'm Zach Martinucci, and this is my podcast where I fill you in on what it's like to be starting the bakery Rebel Bread, and my thoughts and ideas along the way. This season is all about the pivot, using our insights to make a thoughtful change in the way we do things. Let's pick up where we left off. There are a lot of pieces of Rebel Bread, and I've spent a couple episodes telling you about them. Today, I want to tell you about the last big piece, our retail bakery. That is, the operation of us opening up the bakery a few days a week so people can come buy bread from us. It sounds simple, but there's a lot to it, and it's just one piece of all that we do. We bake seven days a week, and those products go to coffee shops and restaurants, sometimes private events. When we first opened last fall, retail was open, meaning you could come buy bread or pastries or coffee at the bakery, Wednesday through Sunday, from 7.30 in the morning to 2.30 in the afternoon. And we're in this kind of funny, up-and-coming part of town called Five Points, and within Five Points, Curtis Park. I've been told that you didn't come here three years ago, because it was really rough and nothing was here. Now we're just a few blocks away from Denver's most recent booming food and nightlife scene on Larimer Street. There are lots of new apartment high-rises going in a few blocks down the opposite direction on Welton, and the beautiful historic residential neighborhood of Curtis Park starts just down the street from us. So it sounds like a perfect intersection, but our block is still a little undeveloped. Our closest neighbors are a giant Greyhound service facility, a private preschool plus some other small schools, a homeless shelter and other social services, two artist collectives and gallery spaces, and then some condos and homes. So even though I really like our neighborhood and all the character it has and love sharing our building with artists and nonprofits and an events and entertainment company and a zine library who have all become friends of ours, foot traffic for the retail bakery is slow. A weird kind of slow that it's rarely busy enough to justify hiring a full-time front of house staff or barista. They'd be bored, but not so dead as to make it obvious to just close the doors. So the bakers also work the front and help customers when they come in, and it feels like every 20 minutes, someone comes in and orders a bagel with cream cheese, and a baker has to stop what they're doing, wash their hands, put on gloves, cream cheese a bagel, make change, wash their hands again, and then go back to baking. That only takes a minute or two, but it's been weighing on us since it really takes like 10 minutes away from production to go through that whole process. That being said, weekends were really starting to pick up. We have regulars, and we see travelers and people that find us on Instagram, but it's still a little unpredictable since we're new. So we recently decided to change our hours. As of the end of May, we're only open Friday through Sunday, and the hours seem a little weird. It's Friday from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m., Saturday from 8 to 4, Sunday 8 to 3. We're open later in the day in hopes that people can come by for bread after work, or maybe on their way if they're leaving town for the weekend on a trip. Same thing with the later weekend hours, and the whole thing is shifted a little later in the day so we could have the same amount of staff and just make sure we're prepared for hopefully a busier weekend. In that change, we lost some of our weekday regulars. As I write this, I'm realizing there's a good like 10 people that I haven't seen in the last month, mostly older couples because they used to come on Thursdays at 11 a.m. for one loaf of sourdough. That was a tough decision knowing that even if we warned them, and and we did, we might lose these people. We also lost some neighbors that would come for a morning coffee a few times a week. Unfortunately, the one loaf of bread on a Thursday and the Wednesday cup of coffee wasn't enough to keep us open. 
Since we've closed our doors, though, those extra two days, we picked up a farmer's market and now spend every Wednesday and Thursday preparing to bring like 200 items to the Park Hill Farm and Flea every Thursday afternoon this summer. That's probably 10 times what we would sell on the same Thursday at the bakery and to so many new people. It's a brand new market, we're only three weeks in, and it's been fun and rewarding, even though it was a little bit of a trade-off to be there. Making extra stuff, getting everything to the market, being at the market, cleaning up and bringing everything back to the bakery at 10 p.m. is all a lot of work, but it's fun too. And we sold out the first week, and we've done very well the following weeks, so it feels worthwhile to put in that extra work to become the bakery for a new neighborhood, at least on Thursdays. So to recap, the Rebel Bread world currently spans work across wholesale accounts, bread school classes, our retail bakery, and a new farmer's market. Now I have help with all of this. There are four other bakers that really do the work each day. But even so, and from the beginning, people said we might be doing too much. I usually challenge that, since I think every aspect of our bakery is important, and because I'm a little stubborn and wanting to prove the naysayers wrong as I take on all that I want to be doing. Uh, Recently, though, as each aspect grows, it's starting to feel like a little much. I was at the farmer's market the other day, and I asked this young couple what they thought of their boozy lemonades they were carrying. No judgment about the 4 p.m. Thursday boozy lemonade. We usually order our own as soon as our booth is set up. And they said, oh, it's great, and it's our Friday. And I thought, hey, it's my Friday, too. And then I was like, no, it's not, Zach. You have work tomorrow and the next day. But it feels kind of like Friday. Actually, I realized that recently it feels like every day is Friday. I'm usually excited about what's going on. It's a fun day at the bakery. It's been a long week and maybe shaping up to be a longer day than usual, but there's a promise of rest soon, and I'm probably having a meal or drinks with friends at some point. I might have some evening event after leaving the shop. It's Friday. And then I go to bed, and when I wake up the next morning, it's Friday again. It could be worse. Every day could be Monday. But it's not, because it's a fun day, albeit a longer day than usual, because every day is Friday. And in this scenario, while Friday seems great, Saturday never comes. That's what the last few weeks have felt like, like a series of Fridays. And I attribute it to maybe taking on too much. That's why I'm considering a pivot, not a crazy drastic change and not to get myself out of a terrible situation, But because a pivot comes along when it's time to make something better, or there's an opportunity to take advantage of a different way of doing things. Plus, I created everything that's happened so far here, so it's in my control to change it. And at the same time, if I don't take that initiative, no one else is going to make these changes for me. That's why we've been talking about the different aspects or pillars or workflows of Rebel Bread. I'm trying to get an idea of what's important to me and to the business, what brings us joy, what brings us revenue where we should really be focusing our time. My new friend, mentor, and fellow Denver bakery owner, Natalie, has told me about her early days of doing too much and taking away the lesson that just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. For her, that looked like taking every request to make a wedding cake or a birthday cake with a dog on it when her business was in wholesale coffee shop pastries. But she knew how to make cakes and didn't want to turn people down, but it wasn't what she was supposed to be doing. It even distracted from that. I've been thinking a lot about where retail fits into this for us, because it's been a challenge recently. We cut back on hours to make room for other things, and there are some parts of our retail program that I'm realizing just aren't going to happen in our little space. There's no seating, 
well, there are four seats, so it's not like it's going to become a bakery and coffee shop where people come to hang out. I still wanted it to be seen as a credible, top-notch coffee shop, even if people were taking drinks to go, but that's changing too. I love good coffee, and we're so lucky to share our kitchen with a coffee roaster, but we haven't had the traffic for it. I've been thinking maybe it's a bad thing that I personally like coffee so much, because recently, our espresso machine has been down, like it broke and we couldn't get a repair for over a month, but I spent a lot of time trying, and then it did get repaired, and then it broke two days later, so I had it repaired again, and then it broke again. And it's left me thinking that for the eight coffees we sell in a given day, I should really be putting that effort and and money, quite frankly, into bakery equipment. Because being a bakery is what we do really well, and what we do differently, and what needs attention right now to help it grow. I happen to think having a retail presence is really important for us. I think it's important for the public to be able to come in and buy bread and talk with us and see what we do and feel like we're part of the neighborhood, not just see our name on a sign somewhere that we sell product. I think all of that is especially important if we want people to come to learn to bake with us. And since we have a brick and mortar, I don't think it's enough to just do markets and events where we're only showing up in some places at certain times, but I'm not sure about that part yet. Around the time our espresso machine broke, one of our bakers offered to bring in a record player so we could listen to vinyl on the weekends. And it feels like a very rebel bread move to replace the espresso machine with a record player. Music is arguably more important than coffee in our bakery, although there would definitely be an argument over that. But we do spend more time talking about music and deciding what album we're all going to listen to next than we spend making coffee. We'll still make coffee. But we'll brew what we're capable of and take advantage of the little counter space we have to have some fun with maybe a pour-over bar and a record player, or just keep it simple and stick with drip coffee and cold brew and music. The point is, and I'm going to try to take my own advice here and Natalie's, that there's not one way to do things. And I've learned it doesn't work out when I try to copy how other people do things. Maybe the bakery-coffee shop combo that I so admire that I love in San Francisco, that I really thought I wanted, maybe that just isn't right for us right now. I think you can hear the indecisiveness in my voice. It's still a new idea, and one I didn't want to give up on, but I can't entertain every idea if I want to make it past Friday. That's what the season's about. I don't really mean the podcast, I mean this season of my life where, now that the bakery is off the ground, I'm acknowledging that we took up the starter bakery in an unpredictable part of town for not very much money so that we could see what we could do and what we should do. So that now I can feel ready, but not prepared per usual, or maybe it's the other way around this time, actually prepared, but not ready to make some changes so we can keep growing. Thanks for listening. I'd love to hear about changes you've made, whether it felt like a sacrifice or a new beginning. If you're in my life in Denver, I will, of course, be bringing that up this week. I'm not sure what we're talking about next week, but I want to keep exploring the way things are going and the insight that gives to potential change, so that as we wrap up the season, we'll start to know how things might pivot. Have a great week, and I'll talk to you Sunday. This track was Like a Song by Emery.